Welcome to the Emily Adams Show. I am a mom of two amazing boys, life coach, speaker, writer, powerlifter, and obsessed with all things personal development. Each week, I will be bringing you an inspirational guest or a burst of inspiration that you need to help inspire you to take action in your life. Each episode is designed to give you the tools, ideas, and inspiration you need to support you as you find your own happiness and your life purpose. So today we have an amazing guest. Johnny, who, when I first met him and heard what he did, I automatically knew I had to have a conversation because I was so intrigued by what he did and his story and his background. So Johnny, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do and why you feel like you're called to do this. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having having me on here, Emily. This is awesome. Um, always feel honored to be on people's podcasts and be able to share with your community like my story. But uh, ultimately, so um, at a young age, I, I got in the military at 17 years old. Um, I went special operations and I was a U.S. Army Ranger for four years. I served in Iraq and Afghanistan, multiple tours, combat tours there. And then I left the military and jumped into um, protection for a private company and protected the U.S. ambassador to Iraq, spent about five years there. So overall, I spent about almost 10 years in the Middle East. And um, I saw a lot of like being from the alpha environment and stuff. I saw a lot of issues guys were struggling with, but they didn't want to talk about. So this kind of spanned from, you know, family to relationships to just being comfortable with who they wanted to show up as because in this ultra like masculine environment, like that became weakness. If you showed any type of femininity or any type of um, like kind of, I guess just any feminine traits, like you got made fun of, right? So it was, it, it was insane. But guys, sometimes guys were like, you know, they just kind of like to mess around and just, you know, do fun stuff. But if it was overly feminine or something like that, then, then they got made fun of. So guys just really had a, a hard time kind of being themselves. So when I saw this, I was like, wow, you know, this is, this is interesting. Well, then I fast forward a little bit when I get out of doing protection and I come home and I had like a really toxic marriage and partially like, obviously I own, you know, my part in that as well, not being able to maybe voice my feelings and opinions and stuff. But I had a lot of issues going into that. And I was like, um, I was like, well, if I can't sit here and have these conversations with myself or with my spouse at the time, like there's a lot of guys out there that are not having that conversation. So when I got divorced, I met my, my current wife now, but at the time we were just friends and she had kind of started talking to me about like self-development stuff. And I was like, well, that's for people who are weak and, and they just basically, they don't have their shit together. Sorry, can we cuss on here by the way? Absolutely. Uh, yes. <laughs> I always forget to tell people on my podcast and then like, I forget to ask when I get on theirs, but yeah. So my, uh, my, my current wife, she was at the time just she was all into the self-development world and she was talking to me about some of this stuff. And I was like, first off, I'm not going to listen to some dude telling me how to be a better dude. That's never done shit in his life. Like that hasn't done anything compared to what I've done. So that was my first like ego that I had to check. But then the second thing was, was that I realized that if I wasn't willing to listen to these guys who could kind of give me some tools and strategies and help me to be a better version of myself, 
all my other buddies weren't doing this too. You know, all my other buddies were having that same chip on their shoulder. And then you even look at the grand scheme of things, all the guys out there that I like to call like false alpha males, they have like this, this shell that they present like they're an alpha, but they're really not. So they're overcompensating for their insecurities. These guys aren't going to listen to anybody that they don't respect their background. So there was this huge void. And it wasn't to say that the men in the self-development world weren't respectable. It was just to say that there's, got, there's a whole group of guys out there that have done some hard shit in this world that aren't going to listen to that simply because the backgrounds don't mesh up. So um, as I started to take a hard look at myself and started to take a look at where my insecurities were, where I wanted to change as a man and be the best version of myself, I realized, well, I got to start listening to these guys too. So I did, and I started doing a lot of reading and I started diving into the foundations of masculinity from a social science aspect and from a psych, uh, psychology aspect. And I started to really get involved in this and started to take a lot of these tools and then I packaged them into my podcast and then packaged them into the way that I coach men to show up as their authentic self and kind of shed the shackles of, of what society has told them they have to be. So that's kind of in a nutshell where I went and then where I started from, where I went, and where I am now. Yeah, so I also I just want to touch on the podcast. Uh, I'm a female, and I listen to the podcast, and it's an amazing podcast for oh. anyone, and the one episode was why your insecurities uh, suck, or why it sucks to have insecurities or something. Like, I was like, oh, that is so spot on. Like, I've dated guys that have had this, and so... If you, no matter who you are, like go and listen to it because it is well worth the listen. <laughs> oh, thank you. I also want to touch about, you know, just in society in general, guys are looked at, for the most part, guys are looked at as the alpha person. Like you should not be showing emotions. You shouldn't be showing feelings or doing anything that's feminine. Mm -hmm. So how do guys start to deal with that? And how do women start to embrace that in their husbands or their boyfriends? Yeah. So it's a, that's a big, big question. So we'll, we'll try to like break this down to make it more like simple for people to digest. But let's start with the first problem is how guys open up more about that. Right. So society has become a little more accepting of having some of that more, um, less than what's deemed masculine traits. I wouldn't even say fully feminine. Sometimes it's just kind of like, it's sometimes kind of middle of the road, but um, society has changed a lot in the acceptance of that. But for guys, the first thing is you got to understand who you're authentic with in your own mind. So a lot of times what happens is most guys are incredibly insecure and they're not authentic with who they want to be because they're scared of what other people are going to say if they don't show up the way that society wants them to be, if they don't show up as John Wayne or Clint Eastwood, or if they don't show up as their ultra, ultra masculine father who was raised by a World War II vet, like if they don't show up that way, they all of a sudden get ridiculed, ostracized, and then they feel less than in, in other um, social aspects. So it's first identifying the things that you want to show up as, as a man who enjoys his life. Like that's the first thing, because what studies show us from social studies to 
uh, psych, uh, psychology, what they show us is that masculinity is anything but stable. Masculinity is completely fluid throughout, not only regionally within the United States, it's actually fluid cross-culturally around the world. There's no set of standards in masculinity. So for men, it's taking inventory of what makes you happy. And when you show up as, as with those traits as a man, are you showing up enthusiastic? Are you happy about how you're showing up? Are you joyful? Are you supportive, embracing others? Or are you just kind of a miserable piece of shit, right? If you're miserable, then there's a lot of things you got to change because you're obviously not in alignment with who you're showing up as at that time. So that's one of the first things that we have to do as men is take stock in what it is that's showing up in us that we're not aligned with and what it is that we are aligned with and who we want to show up as. And then the next part of that is talking about how women, and this is, let me uh, remind me if I'm messing this question up, how women can kind of support men and open that up, right? Yes, that's uh, correct. Yeah, so the first part of that is women have to, um, number one, stop holding men to a messed up expectation that they've also created from watching movies from seeing men that were in their lives who maybe they respected, but is not authentic with the man they actually want to be with. You can't say, oh, I want you to go be this dude who's, you know, working on cars and shooting guns and can defend me and take care of me. But then I also want you to go laugh at a ballet or go watch a ballet with me and like, you know, do all these other, you know, kind of effeminate things, right? the balance isn't, isn't there. You're looking for this super picture perfect guy that if you're trying to change a man to be all those things and he's not authentic with them, you're never going to have a, a relationship that's aligned, but you're never going to also get a guy that's aligned with himself. So you got to kind of take a look at your expectations of a man and then make sure that the person you're with, if you truly love them and you're trying to open that space for them to be authentic with themselves, that you're not holding them to a picture of a man that they just are not, right? So that's the, like the first probably biggest piece. The other biggest piece is women. You guys have to get in line with what you want in a man. Like that, it's, people might say this all the time. You might think it's cliche, but that's true. If what you want in a man is literally contradictory of the guy you're dating right now, then that's not right. Like he's, you can't change him. We're not here to fix each other as human beings, right? Like he's got to be authentic with himself. And if you make him to be that guy, that's not authentic, then you guys are just never going to be happy. There's always going to be resentment there. So women have to really identify that. Yeah. And I think that's so uh, powerful. Like when, especially going, just going into a relationship in general, and going back to knowing what you want. If you don't know what you want, you're going to get whatever, because mm -hmm. that's, that's just how it is. And then you're going to realize it's not what you want. And then you try to fix them and it, it does not work. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you, you make them unaligned. So then you get a guy that's just never happy with it. He doesn't wake up every day happy with who he's showing up as. So it, that's a huge problem. And then you know, when men, this is the other thing, when you're in a relationship as well, is when men are opening up about emotions, don't ridicule them. Don't make fun of them. Like you have to hold that space too. Like if you request the space that he hold for you, 
you got to in return, give him that space and not think that he's a cyborg and not think that he's not allowed to have emotions. Cause unfortunately the way that we're conditioned, women are conditioned that men are these tough, emotional, uh, emotionless people. Right. And if you treat them that way, then they're never going to be able to open up to having that good communicative relationship that you actually would like. They're never going to feel safe to want to tell you their emotions. They're never going to feel safe to tell you how they really feel if you're getting mad at them when they're being honest with you, right? So all of a sudden, the dynamics change in the relationship where the guy's hiding everything or the guy becomes passive. And then all of a sudden, you guys just resent each other 100% of the time. So those are some keys, especially in relationships. If you expect something, you better give it in return to them to help them to feel safe, to open up. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel it's so important because again, you know, as women, we are, we automatically get that space. We're allowed to be emotional. We're allowed to, Mm -hmm. you know, feel our feelings, but we don't necessarily open up that space for men. And I think that's so powerful that for us women to understand that they need that space and they're allowed to have that time. And which kind of leads me to my next question, because I'm curious Uh uh, when it comes to self-love. So I think self-love is so important in everyone's life, men and women. But I feel like women will automatically, some women will make more time for self-love than what guys do. So correct me if I'm wrong here. Um, yeah, so guys are, we're, we're incredibly good at being our worst critics and we're incredibly good at never celebrating anything because of the expectation that's placed on us. So men have this really high expectation of when things go well, we expected it to go well, that we would never experience it to go any other, we would never expect it to go any other way. Right. But when it goes bad, we're like, yeah, we suck. That's why it went bad. We weren't good enough. You know, we, we definitely were, we, we didn't expect it to be good anyways, because we're not that kind of guy that has a successful career. Why could I think that I could make $150,000 a year or start a business? Like we're great at breaking ourselves down and we're terrible at giving ourselves love. So for men, the hardest part is that we feel number one, obviously it's very effeminate to give yourself love. And number two, we're taught that, you know, boys don't cry, get up, suck it up, man up, right? So we never get taught to pat ourselves on the back when we create an accomplishment. So for men, one of the things that they need to do, and this is something that I struggle with, but I've had my wife's help me learn this myself and to try to bring it out, is any time that you have some type of even small accomplishment, figure out a way to make yourself celebrate it. So whatever that is, if that means that you get to go home that night and crack a beer and it's a Wednesday night, because you not that you're an alcoholic, but you just like, hey, that's my victory. I get one beer tonight, like on a Wednesday night because I had a great day today and I accomplished all this stuff. Give yourself that accomplishment. Like take yourself out for a nice dinner or um, for some, you know, time with your buddies on the weekend or whatever it is, but figure out where you can give yourself a pat on the back for accomplishments because men just don't do that. We don't give ourselves enough love and we don't appreciate the good things that we do. And we continually beat 
on the bad things that happen. And then we'll hold that bad negative energy. We hold that with us constantly. And, and we always look for the things that go to prove us right. So if I think that, oh, I'm not good enough to run a business. And then I get, you know, two signups for one of my courses that I wanted 20 people in. Well, instead of saying, wow, I got two signups. That's freaking amazing. I say, yeah, you suck. That's why you got two signups. You didn't get 20 because you suck. You're not good enough. And then you keep holding that resentment. There's a different narrative that men just constantly have in their brains when it comes to these things. And a lot of it is how we are raised and what we are expected to believe in what we get as men. So that's where I think it's really hard for guys to find, okay, let me take this and shift the perspective. Wow, I got two signups. That's so cool. I've never had anybody, you know, sign up for anything. This is amazing, right? But instead, we don't do that. So with guys, this women are great at this because women, I would say women are better. I think you guys are also really hard on yourselves, but I think that you guys are better than men in this facet of allowing your guy yourselves to say, wow, that's amazing. I did something really cool today. You know, it's just a different in the way that we think, but, um, guys don't subscribe to self-development as easily as women do because self-development is in a lot of ways looked at as weak. Yeah, I, I can see where that's coming from. And for the uh, celebrate, like celebrating the victories, and that is something that I have struggled with myself um, because I have, you know, very high expectations, but that came with the way I was raised. It was mm -hmm. very expectation, you know, driven. So now I make it a conscious effort to celebrate a win. It doesn't matter what I did. As long as it's a small win, it's a small win. And yeah. it definitely changes your perspective on everything. Like you start to just really celebrate little things like the sun shining. All right, well, this is what we're going to celebrate today. So when you start looking for stuff to celebrate, it just shifts your whole perspective perspective. Yeah. And, and there's great tools that guys can put in place to start the process. Cause the ultimate, the ultimate thing is that if this is something you want to change, you have to have the tools to start the process. And the more that you implement the tools and get the process started, the, the faster it's going to become habit and the less you're going to have to think about it. Because what happens is we have this entire 95% of our brain that uh, automates our lives, right? And it's, we have 5% of our actual existence, what you see, what you feel, what you hear, not, only 5% of that is actually thought about. It's the 5% of the prefrontal cortex. The 95% of this is all automated. The brain is designed that way. So what happens when we're young boys and we're conditioned a certain way and we watch movies and we hear the same lines over and over and everything? Well, we get hardwired. We get 95% of our brain becomes hardwired with these responses of what we're supposed to be as men, which that's the negative talk. That's the high expectations. That's the man up and suck it up. That's the, you know, don't share emotions, all those things. What happens? You don't think about it. It's automated. So your life, your response as a man becomes automated. You don't think about it. And it's designed specifically that way. But when you get the tools and you start the process, you end up start to think about it. And then when you think about it, guess what you do? You change that pre-wiring in that 95%. And then once you change it, 
then you start rewiring it and then you don't have to think about it because now you have a positive automation that you've created, but you took the time to implement the tools to start that. So there's a whole balance there that with these tools, you know, I'll give you one for example, for guys to start doing this, um, one of the best things you can do is before you go to bed, tell yourself three things you're grateful for that day. Pretty easy. You don't have to say it out loud. You can say it in your brain. So if your loved one's like laying next to you or whatever, you don't have to feel like, oh God, I'm, I'm being too vulnerable right now. Start off with small things, small steps. Tell yourself what you're grateful for, just three, and say it every night, right? And as you do that, now you're going to start to say, see things more in your, net, in your days that you're grateful for. And you're going to be like, oh, I'd love to say I'm grateful for that tonight. And then you're going to be like, well, I don't want to say I'm grateful for that tonight. I'm going to say I'm grateful for that now. Oh, I actually appreciate this. Oh my God, I started to do good things. Like you all of a sudden becomes this positive snowball effect of things that now aren't just recognized at the end of the day, they're recognized throughout the day. And then you start to give yourself your pat on the back for the small wins. Yes, that is so powerful. Gratitude is such a powerful tool. I mean, and anyone can use it. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. So as a mom, a single mom raising two boys, what would be some, because I want my boys to be, obviously I want them to be good gentlemen. And what are some of the things that you would recommend uh, from a parenting standpoint? Oh, well, I want to, I want to put a disclaimer. I am not a parent at this time. I have two fur babies and uh, my wife and I do take care of our niece on a pretty frequent basis. Um, but I am not a parent, but what I could say is for young men, the, the thing that we have to do is we have to do better as adults for our younger generation. And if you're reiterating the same lessons that we all got taught as men to shut down our emotions and shut down our feelings and shut down our authenticity, you're going to condition the next generation to be the same way. And we're making no progress. So I personally would tell you as like a single mom or as any parents out there, you have to number one, watch the language that you use around them, i.e. Hey, you're not hurt. Hey, suck it up. Hey, boys don't cry. Hey, you know, uh, walk it off, tough it out. Like you have to be mindful of those comments because subconsciously it is playing into the child's mind. So making sure that you embrace the feelings they're having, right? And then talk to them about that. That's a big thing because kids don't have any, they don't have a full complementary uh, communication skill. They have the ability to cry. They have the ability to share emotions through, you know, certain ways, um, yelling, screaming, getting red and angry, like, you know, crying, laughing, all these things. They have that. That's, that's easy for them to communicate with. So embrace that as a parent and then talk to them about it. Hey man, why are you crying? Did you hurt yourself? Did it make you sad that somebody, that your brother took your toy? Like, start to open up the emotions with them. So then they start to understand them. And then when they get older, those boys will now be men who, who don't feel that they're going to be ostracized for opening up with the woman that they're with or with their partner. And that's what we want to get to because that communication brings more love in this world by creating more loving relationships down the road. 
right? And then they're able to communicate and have better friendships with people. They're able to communicate and have better relationships with their own children. So that's like the biggest start for boys. The other thing is, and a lot of people will, I'm, and again, this is from a completely scientific standpoint, find some positive males, especially if you're a single woman, uh, a single mother, to bring into their lives. Because boys do need the male influence. And studies have shown this time and time again, when you look at cultural studies around the world, they, they, design, their, um, they design their tribes in this fashion because the boys do need that positive masculine role model to show them what it is to be a man within this society and or at least to give them positive footprints on what they can build from as a young man in this society. So, which means as a mom, you gotta have a good vetting system, right? Like of positive males. So it's making sure that you vet some good positive males that are around your, your boys. Because at the end of the day, if you're bringing, even if it's a family member like an uncle and you're bringing them around and they're negative, well, your boys are going to inherit that because they're seeing him as a male. They're seeing him as, and they're always going, just like girls are going to look to females. It's, it's actually called the semiotic, uh, it's a semiotic theory for developing masculinity and femininity. And we basically look at the opposite sexes as showing us the actions they perform and the way that they move around. They show us what a masculine and feminine form is. And that falls under social sciences. But with boys, embrace their emotions when they're young, control, try to be mindful of your language and, you know, vet some good positive males to be around them, you know, at certain times so they can at least see that. And those are some great stepping stones to making sure that the men you're raising are going to be the ones that are gentlemen, that are going to be the ones that um, embrace who they are authentically right? And that's what we want to do with positive masculinity. Uh, I love that. Thank you for those tips. I can mm -hmm. always use some uh, mom tips. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I love that. So um, for those that want to start the personal development journey, what are some of the tools that you recommend? So for, I want to, I'm going to give two here. So for women that have men in their lives that, you know, I know this is a question I get a lot is women are like, well, I'm on the self-development road and I love this and I have this change in my mindset, but my boyfriend or my husband is not, not coming with me on this road, right? Like that's a big struggle because then all of a sudden the energies aren't matching. Um, one of the things that women can do, which my wife did to me and I'm totally supportive of, and it's been very, very effective in war, it's called psychological warfare, right? And so <laughs> what she did was, you know, we'd be in my apartment or her apartment and I'd be cooking and she would put on a podcast, right, in the background. And she'd put on a podcast that was, that we she liked, but was maybe like a male podcast that had some really good information. And all of a sudden I'd be like, wow, that, that was really good. Like, okay. And then all of a sudden she wasn't around and I started listening to the podcast. Well, and that podcast led to another podcast and that podcast led to a book. And then all of a sudden it just becomes this trickle effect of you diving in yourself as a man, because you started to realize the content was valuable. You just would have never listened to it on your own. So for women, 
psychological warfare is a great one. Um, finding, finding podcasts of men who um, are, have backgrounds that your guy would respect and saying, hey, have you, have you listened to this at all? This is amazing. This guy's had, you know, all these people on here who are just really solid people. And here's his background. You should take a listen to him. You know, it's one of those things that if it's planting a seed, right? When you plant a seed, you don't, you don't uh, get the fruit the next day. But if the more you plant those seeds, guys start, they listen, guys do listen. And they'll be like, huh, that actually sounds really good. They'll be bored one day and be like, oh, that sounds really good. Let me like listen to this for a little bit. And all of a sudden they listen to it for 10 minutes and they really like it. And then it becomes 30 minutes and then becomes episode after episode. So that's another way. And then also my biggest thing for, for guys uh, to step into this or for even women is buying books, right? So the first book that I ever got into that really was a gut punch was from the late and great Dr. Wayne Dyer called Excuses Be Gone. And just a brilliant book. It can resonate with any man because the way that Dr. Wayne Dyer writes, he doesn't let you escape anything because as you're reading the book, you find yourself trying to create um, your own justifications and you can't because he just calls you out constantly page after page. So Excuses Be Gone was a great start for me. That was the first self-development book I read and got me down this entire path. But for guys, it's a great one because it doesn't make you feel like you're all of a sudden taking this huge dive into self-development. And the way that he speaks to you is a very honest and calling out way, but not like I'm better than you. Um, so it's really, really great. And for women, if you buy that book, hey, you know, I was listening to a podcast today and I heard this was a really great book. I wanted you to check it out and buy it for them. That's always a great way to do it. So those are, those are all, all good ways. And the last one for, for women, I, I love this one because um, women don't know this a lot of times, but using positive reinforcement for men is like, oh man, I think it's sexy when you, when you talk about like self-development that way. Guys love to hear that. Yeah. Or like, Hey, they start like, Hey, they start reading a book and be like, Oh my God, that's so sexy when you're reading. Like, wow, that turns me on. Like guys love that. You tell a guy that it's immediate. Like, Oh, she loves that. All of a sudden this dude's reading every night. He's reading like 10 chapters. Like, this is great. Is this good for you? Like guys love that stuff. So that positive reinforcement of telling him um, the things that you like when he's doing them, guys respond really, really well to that. Um, it doesn't mean you have to go jump his bones. It just means that all of a sudden he's like, oh, she's looking at me. She's paying attention. Oh, I'm feeling the love. This is great. Guys love that stuff. And pretty much all guys respond really well to that. Hmm, that is a tip that I never heard, but it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So where does a person like you draw inspiration from? Uh, I draw inspiration from knowing the fact that there's a lot of guys that need help out there um, and that want the help. They just don't know how to start that path. And for me, my inspiration is that if I can help even one of those guys find himself in number one, authenticity, but number two, a positive life and a positive relationship then I've done my job. And that's really what matters. Cause at the end of the day, like I don't, nobody keeps money with them. Nobody keeps 
their house with them. No one keeps anything with them. At the end of the day, all that lasts is the lives that you affected. And if you affected them in a positive way and they're able to say that they live their best life because of that, that honestly like just makes me incredibly happy. So knowing that um, there's men out there that I'm helping to find their, their, their best selves for not only them, but for the people that love them, that is amazing. Oh, I love that. So now I'm going to do rapid fire. Yeah. And this is like one of my favorite parts of recording podcasts because I get to find out all these random questions that I'm going to ask you. Um, so are you ready? Yeah, absolutely. I'll do my best. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite food? Oh, my favorite food, pasta and meatballs for sure. Books or movies? Ooh, books. One thing that's on your bucket list. Oh, climbing Mount Everest. My wife doesn't want me to. Best in best investment you ever made. Uh, investing in myself actually for like self-development masterminds and stuff like that. It's, it's an enlightening experience for sure. Your favorite quote. Oh man. I, I have to go with Braveheart and it's uh, every man dies. Not every man really lives. Mm, like that. What's one of your superpowers? Uh, being able to see through people's bullshit is definitely a superpower. I, it, it's very hard to hide it from me. And even if I don't tell you, I've pretty much seen it most of the time. I like that. Football or baseball? Oh, football. 100%. <laughs> and do you consider yourself a rule follower or not? Uh, so that's a tricky question. It's if the rule makes sense. If I can, if I know the rule doesn't make sense, I will never blindly follow it. I like that. And what are you most grateful for today? Uh, honestly, I'm absolutely grateful for you and I'm grateful for your podcast and I'm really grateful for these types of conversations. It, it sparks me up and it makes me really just love being part of this world. And it makes me love being part of this family that you and I are part of with the fast foundations and everything else. So like the, these conversations and you and having this opportunity, super grateful for this today. Awesome. And where can people find you? How can they work with you? Tell us where they can follow you and learn all about you. Yeah. So um, you can find me at johnny.lsasser, which is IG. I'm on there pretty regularly. Um, you can find me at The Art of Masculinity on Facebook or Johnny L. Sasser. And then I have the podcast, The Art of Masculinity as well. Um, and then there's, we do have an eight week program that I run for men that's going to be uh, coming out. So we're in the middle of one right now and there'll be one coming out um, probably the beginning of September timeframe. So if you're interested in that, you can go ahead to my website, johnalsasser.com. You can subscribe there and get notified when the new course opens up and be one of the first to sign up. Um, we like to give deals to the early birds, but uh, it gives you the opportunity to be part of that. And it's a very, really cool group because I only take on 12 guys. Um, and I, we go through a lot of stuff from finding out what their blueprint is to doing some visualization work, to doing some breath work, to then cr creating strategies around the blueprint of the man that they want to be and show up as that's authentic with them. So it's a really great eight week dive into all about who that man is and who he wants to be. So 
Uh, I love that. I love the sound of that program. And I feel like everyone should, all the guys should sign up for that program. (laughs) I would sign my boys up (laughs) if they were men. (laughs) I love it. So thank you so much for being on today and just for taking the time to talk and just shed more light on this. I appreciate it a lot. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for having me, Emily.